Seriously, as the title of this episode suggests, we're going to talk about how what I'm explaining to you today could save you up to or even more than a thousand calories a week. I'm serious. So let's get started. You are listening to the Fresh Approach Podcast, where we focus on tools, skills, and strategies to live your healthiest and happiest life. What began as a fresh way to live your best life with weight loss surgery is open to everyone who wants to cultivate healthy practices to live their very best life. I'm Mary Clark, your host, mentor, encourager, and coach. You can learn more about me at the end of this episode, but for right now, let's get started. I saw a bariatric video recently, and then another post came up on my Facebook feed that talked about why you need to have healthy habits and why it's important to exercise, and why it's important to count your calories, and that you need to have a positive mindset and do away with all negative thinking. The post talked about why you should stop snacking right now. And if you must snack, make sure it's nuts, fruit, or fresh veggies, and so on. That's my screeching sound. I have to tell you, this part of the podcast has been re-recorded. Yep, I ditched the part that came right after this, and I'm going to tell you why. Listen, you're an intelligent woman. You're a smart man, and I'm going to trust you. Initially, I went into how these messages are this or that. Actually, I really have said it before, so you'll hear my opinion on previous podcast episodes. But now, I really want to keep doing what I'm doing. Let others in my field do it how they do it. And let you decide what resonates with you, what works for you, and you just do more of that. It's the promote what you love instead of bash what you hate concept. And really, this applies to so many areas of our lives in the world today. And I could spend a long time talking about why I don't agree with other messages that I see on social media and here in the community, but that's not going to help you. That's not a good use of my time or your time, or our energy. When you hear a message and you say, yeah, this feels good to me. This feels inspirational to me. This feels like I can develop my intrinsic motivation. I want to take action because of what I'm hearing. When you hear those messages, you should get more of those messages, whatever they are, whomever they're from. All right. So I'm going to jump ahead now. Bottom line. I want you to recognize with all the messages out there about how to take the best care of yourself, whether it's after weight loss surgery or after weight loss or during weight loss or simply with your health, particularly when it comes to the messages that sound vaguely familiar as the tons of messages you've heard your whole adult life, just remember, after weight loss surgery or losing large amounts of weight or even losing 20 pounds, We don't somehow gain like there's some magical exchange of pounds for willpower skills that will fend off any future pounds that dare try to take hold of us again. Now, that's not how it works. I don't believe this is about willpower or self-discipline or self-control. And I believe it not only because I have found the proof in myself, in my own life, my own journey, but in the evidence from my clients and friends and the patients that I've worked with for years. My friend, you need tools, you need skills. 
Yes, you begin with the personalized plan, which you've heard me talk about again and again and again. But after that plan is created, you need tools and skills and strategies to help you navigate. I'm doing this little thing like I'm following a roadmap with my hand. Um, They help you navigate those bumps in the road of your best laid plan. I spoke with someone recently when I asked her how she was going to stick with that plan. She said, well, I'm just going to put it on my calendar. Now we did talk through that, but you know, and I know it would be great if you could simply put a plan of nutrition and exercise and getting enough sleep and drinking all your water and taking your vitamins and taking good hair, um, good care, good hair. Yes. And making sure you have good hair, but taking good care of your mental health. If you could just write that down on a calendar and know that somehow magically it would all happen because you had written it down on a calendar. But that's not how we work. We're human. And that's not how our lives work, right? We know. I remember before, well, when I, when I was still taking care of, you know, when my kids were all under 18, I would hit Sunday night and I would sort of have this like anxiety of, oh my Lord, what's going to happen this week? Because I knew something was coming. Um, I had a bunch of kids and a full-time job and a husband at the time in my house. And, you know, you've got two cars. Something's going to happen somewhere. There's going to be a car breakdown. Some, some kid, one of the kids is going to get sick. Something's going to happen at school. Just something's going to happen at work and somebody's going to have to work late for two nights. I mean, something's going to happen. So you know that too from your own life. And I'll remind you, one of the reasons that I ended up to the point of morbid obesity is because I didn't have backup plans. I didn't understand how to adjust, adapt, and pivot taking care of myself while I was taking care of everybody else. So this is really about getting clear on the how to do all of this. I mean, how do you eat right and take care of yourself when you're in the middle of a project falling apart at work? or your child is having huge struggles at school, or you have a loved one in the hospital, or a landmark birthday is coming up and you're just not living the life you want to be living. You're feeling bad about yourself, or you're going through struggles in a relationship. Whatever it is that life hands you, how do you take the best care of yourself? How do you do all the things we've got to do to be taking care of our health when life happens? And maybe sometimes You're not even clear on why you're not following through with something or why you're eating something you had no plan to eat and it doesn't even really taste very good. So, you know, a crisis at work or an ill family member or your child struggling in school, these are probably obvious stressors. But then sometimes you don't even know exactly what it is. Maybe you can't put your finger on it, but all you know is you're not planning or tracking your protein or your nutrition anymore. You're not sure how much water you've been drinking, but you know you've had lots of extra coffee lately and you haven't exercised in the last week. That's when you might start to dip down into the, I can't do this. I'm failing again. Why can't I stay motivated? Because all you recognize is that you're not following through with your best laid plan. And that's if you have one, please tell me you're not still winging it. Okay. 
One of my amazing clients said it so plainly the other week when I asked her after we'd been talking about how she'd been releasing weight consistently every week, how she's making herself a priority, how she just doesn't fear food anymore. She said, Mary, you have given me tools. That's what I didn't have before. You need tools. I mean, I can tell you or anyone can tell you over and over again, you should eat this. You shouldn't eat that. You should exercise this many days a week. You should get this many hours of sleep each night. You should eat ice cream before bed. You should stop snacking and so on. But if you don't have the tools, if you don't have the plan for all of this and to figure out and to know what to do when life steps in and throws your best laid plans out the window, well, you know what's going to happen because it's happened to all of us so many times. Before you know it, You're not taking care of yourself and you're going to be at a plateau. You're going to start regaining. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be down on yourself. And that vicious cycle is back in your life again. And yes, here it comes. If you've listened to enough of my podcast episodes, you hear here it comes. And I've already had somebody in the Fresh Approach Facebook group tell me, I say it with you when I hear you say it. Are you ready? Here it comes. It's hard to do anything good for yourself when you're feeling bad about yourself. I say this over and over again because it's true. And I like to give the caveat that you can do it for a little while. You can like, you know, bash yourself, beat up on yourself. I've done that in the past. And you can make yourself do things when you're not feeling good about yourself for a little while, but it's not sustainable. So what's the point? Don't even put your energy into that. It, it's not sustainable. This, our health, our health, you know, taking care of our health is a lifelong journey. Let's cultivate practices that support us for the rest of our lives. Okay. All right. Yes. Here it comes. How to save yourself from eating 1000 calories or more every week. This is my burrito exit strategy. Part one and heads up. If you're not a fan of burritos, don't worry. We've got some other foods we're going to be talking about, and you're actually going to come up with your own name. All right, so we're going to go back in time a little bit. I feel like doing that, um, do you remember in Wayne's World that, I'm sorry, I don't do the sound as cute, but you know, Wayne's World when they did you the, did the back in time thing. Okay, we're going back in time when my youngest son, um, who's now 22 and married, my gosh, was a senior in high school. Um, and I was about, I don't know, three to four years post-op, I guess at the time. So get in the car with me. I'm driving down the main boulevard in my Southern California town. All right, here we go. Here's what's going through my head. Side note, this was happening when I was in the middle of my life coach training with Dr. Martha Beck. If that name sounds familiar, yes, she's Oprah's life coach and featured in every issue of O Magazine. Um, She did her life class series and I just love Martha. So I was new to using the tools and understanding what was going on. So I was doing the work, the, all the things that I was learning, I was practicing on myself. Okay. Are you with me? Here we go. Driving down the boulevard. Where's the closest drive-through? What's coming up? McDonald's, Norm's, El Pollo Loco. Wait, what do I want? Burrito, hamburger, maybe something sweet. I want a burrito. Okay, now where should I go? Norm's, Tom's, Green Burrito. Wait! All right, my friend. I'm back to real time for a moment. This is when I paused. This is when 
you would pause because your power is in your pause. Giving yourself, I was giving myself time to figure out what's going on when I knew that this didn't feel right. The thoughts that started coming into my head, is this a planned action? I mean, which is especially useful for food, especially if you're someone like me who, when something is uncomfortable, when something, um, I want to distract myself, I don't want to feel that, turn to food. So pause. What am I feeling? A physical sensation usually comes up first. You know, like when you're watching a scary movie and you know something is coming, like something bad is coming. You feel it first. Your body tenses up. And even sometimes when somebody approaches you and they say something like, we need to talk, you might get that little prickly feeling all over. My clients use the body compass tool that I teach them. So they're already clear on their body's positive and negative responses to things. And they've named those responses. So when they feel it, they can call it out. Wait, is that my elephant gut feeling, they recognize it, they have awareness, something's going on. So for me, it was my pothole in the chest feeling. I knew something was off. Why do I want a burrito? Again, it was time to pause, take a deep breath, pull the car over and get clear on the facts. I got practical. All right, here are the facts. I just finished a protein shake like an hour ago. I'm already on my second bottle of water. Why do I want a burrito? This is when you become the detective. Like how a detective moves backwards from the current state of things to what led up to that. In this case, I'm about to take an action I hadn't planned on taking. It wasn't in my nutrition plan for the day to stop at this point of the day and get a burrito. Now, in many weight loss or weight loss surgery circles, some might just say, oh, you're falling back into bad habits. I think that concept is a bunch of baloney. Somehow, that makes it seem like something is wrong with me or that something is wrong with you, that you haven't figured out how to break those damn bad habits. Okay, in reality, the bad habit you would want to break is thinking that all of this is just a bad habit and not figuring out what's really going on that's making you want to eat a burrito, making me want to eat a burrito, making you want to eat whatever it is that is your food of choice when you're stressed or feeling uncomfortable. All right, now take a deep breath. Stick with me now. All right, we're back in the car and I want to stop somewhere for a burrito, even though I've just gotten clear on the reality of my morning. I had a protein shake. I'm well hydrated. What the heck is going on? All right, I've got this pothole in my chest feeling, this deep like in my chest, a physical sensation that is like my first alert. I know something's wrong. (sighs) What's going on? Why do I want to stop and get a burrito? Oh, right. My son is having his wisdom teeth pulled out. My big, strong football player's son is scared. I'm scared too. The oral surgeon asked me to come back in about two hours to pick him up. That's when all the kids on Friday mornings have their oral surgery at the orthodontist's office and there isn't enough room in the waiting room for all the parents to sit along with the kids and all of this. And so they told me to come back. I know he's going to be fine, right? But he looks so nervous. I don't ever see him like that. But of course he'll be fine, right? He'll be fine. I know he'll be fine, right? 
Should I have insisted that I stay? I shouldn't have left. What kind of a mother leaves? Burrito! This is a very real glimpse into my mind when I was first learning how my unplanned eating was connected with what was going on in my life. I was learning how to pay attention to when I was using food to comfort, numb, or distract myself from what was happening in my life. I finally got to the point of asking myself why I wanted a burrito when all the facts pointed to the obvious. I wasn't physically hungry. I wasn't even thirsty. You know what I was? I was scared. I was nervous. I was questioning if I did the right things by listening to the secretary at the office say to leave the office and come back in two hours. I was questioning if I was a good mom to do that. All those feelings, all those thoughts would have been banished all at once with the appearance of the burrito, the magical burrito, thinking about the burrito, choosing which kind, ordering it, receiving it, smelling it, seeing it, eating it. Now, mind you, I wouldn't have been able to eat all of that at once because I have had weight loss surgery, but I would have nibbled on that all day long. And think about that. If I would have done that, I really just wanted something to comfort me and distract me in that moment. But I would have taken the rest of it home after my son was safely at home, sipping his Gatorade, and I would have kept eating the rest of that burrito. How about you? Have you had any burrito moments lately? Like I said, maybe burrito isn't your food of choice. Maybe it's pie, chips, or fries. When you're about to eat something you hadn't planned on, are you able to quickly drill down to why you want food when you're not really physically hungry? For me, once I understood I only wanted a burrito for comfort, and to distract myself from all those thoughts I was having, and that based on the facts of the situation, I wasn't physically hungry. I ended up driving past three places I could have stopped for the burrito, and instead I went to Target. I bought the tea bags to help prevent swelling, Gatorade, and soup for my son's recovery after having his wisdom teeth pulled. And I saved myself about five to 600 calories. True. Again, like I said, I wouldn't have been able to eat that entire burrito at once, but I would have snacked on it all day long. My friend, your first step in your burrito exit strategy is to notice, is to pay attention. It's about pausing when you know what the facts are, but you have to pause long enough to give your brain the opportunity to get clear on those facts. I just finished dinner 30 minutes ago. Why am I opening the refrigerator door? I'm not really a fan of store-bought cake, so why am I heading into the break room to see if there are any leftovers? Begin here, because your power is in your pause. When you know the facts, you just ate dinner, or you don't even like what you're about to eat, ask yourself, what's really going on with me right now? Again, This is when my clients and I would already be using the body compass tool and then um, another coaching tool called the work to unravel the thoughts that are causing us pain. But for you, practice the pause in just that moment. Notice the facts. Ask yourself why. And again, when I say to do the what's really going on with me right now, this is not an opportunity for you to start bashing on yourself. Do you understand? 
Like I'm going to, I'm playing the, I'm putting myself as the one in charge here. Do not start bashing like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why am I going to do? No, 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 no. You're totally normal. We, this is what we've been doing for how many years? What's really going on with me right now? This is an opportunity to pause and reflect back on what's happening. What's creating these feelings? And it can take a little time. This is not an opportunity to say, you know, damn you, Mary, you're about to eat, you know, that burrito or those chili fries again. That's not what this is like, not a what's wrong with you, but what's going on with you. I like that. Not what's wrong with you, but what's going on with you. Okay. So notice the facts, ask yourself why, and then make a choice that will move you closer to living your healthiest and happiest life. Remember, your power is in your pause. Give yourself enough time to figure out what's going on. And hopefully in that amount of time, you will also make that choice to not continue with the unplanned eating. Okay? This also works for, I I like to give the example of you have driven to the gym, you're in the parking lot, you're in your workout clothes, you've told your family you'll be back in an hour, and you're sitting there in your car scrolling through Facebook or looking for another song to play, you know, or whatever it is. And what's going on? Why are you not why are you not getting out of your car and walking into the gym? What's going on? Again, you want to get clear on the facts. What what is preventing you from opening that car, car door and walking in? Give yourself the time to figure that out. And again, not a time to bash yourself, a time to get clear on what's happening. Oh my goodness, I love sharing this with you so much. You may have heard me say before that my end why, why I do this, why I coach, why I have this podcast, a Facebook or everything is... My ultimate why is I want more peace for everybody because I believe when I teach you these tools, when I teach you strategies and skills that you can use in your own life to so that because imagine if I eat that burrito. Okay, so my son has oral surgery, he has his wisdom teeth pulled out and I eat that burrito. And at the end of the day, I really as a mom, right, want to be present to take care of my son. And, but now I've eaten this burrito and I, and it is sitting like a log in my stomach. So it's, it's the end of the day. Um, I'm looking at the plan I had written out for myself that I was going to follow. I didn't stick with that plan. And then I started feeling so bad about myself that I ate the burrito. Um, I didn't drink enough water. I totally forgot to take my vitamins and it just spirals out of control. I end up feeling really bad about myself. And let me ask you, just how peacefully, how kindly do you think I'm treating myself that night? How kindly am I treating my, my, my kids or my friends or if a neighbor stops by? That's the opposite of peace. I believe that when I teach you this, I am teaching you how to have more peace in your life. And when you have more peace in your life, you can take better care of yourself. You can take better care of your friends, your family, the causes that are important to you, your community. You do a better job at work when you're not freaked out or coming back to your desk at 2 p.m. because you ate the rest of those store-bought brownies that you don't even like. 
And so now from 2 to 5 p.m., you're sitting there feeling sick, physically sick, because you ate these brownies and they feel like a log in your stomach. And you're feeling mentally and emotionally sick because you can't believe you did that again. So I really believe, hear it in my voice, I truly believe that when I teach you these tools, that if you can take them back and practice them in your life, if you can then feel better when you go home at the end of the day and you're not having that, when you're feeling bad about yourself, you know, maybe you'll be kinder to your partner, your spouse, your family, your friends, your neighbors, the people next to you in line at the supermarket, whomever it is. And that ultimately gives our world more peace. That's my end goal. And like I said, while I call this my burrito exit strategy, I want you to name your strategy something that resonates with you. Now, there is a burrito exit strategy part two coming very soon. So you have a second example of how to do this, um, how we put our tools and skills into play, into the reality of our daily living, how the tools and skills and practice and support and encouragement lead to you feeling confident and calm in your journey, your life journey, your health journey, your weight loss surgery journey, whatever journey you're on, and how that confidence and calm results in you really living your healthiest and happiest life. Not the, oh no, what do I do now? I screwed up again. That is... When has that thinking ever helped you? But instead of, hey, I've got tools, I've been practicing, I know what to do, I'm aware, I have support and accountability, there's no need for me to panic, I know what to do next. That feels better, right? In episode notes, you'll find a link to all the information for the Fresh Approach Spring Coaching Session, which is now open. We can create your personalized plan that fits the realities of you and your life, your likes and dislikes. Plus, we'll face those bumps in the road together. You'll have the tools, skills, and strategies to get yourself over them, through them, around them, over them, whatever it takes. So you have a customized, sustainable plan for this lifelong journey. Again, all the info and episode notes. To join the Fresh Approach Facebook group, there are questions to answer before you can be added. And if you didn't have weight loss surgery, you are still welcome to join us. You know, a client just told me that her neighbor is trying to lose weight. And my client was trying to explain to her about the work we do together. And she said, you know what? Just listen to her podcast. I can't explain it, how it's different than everything you've been told. Her neighbor had been telling her how much she wanted to lose weight, but she always seems to make the wrong choices. She keeps failing. She doesn't know what to do. It's why I'm welcoming everybody to this podcast now and to the Fresh Approach Facebook group because you don't just have to be a weight loss surgery patient to benefit from what we're talking about here. And again, Burrito Exit Strategy Part 2 is coming soon, so keep an eye out for that one. I hope you'll be coming up with a name for your own Burrito Exit Strategy. I hope you'll be pausing, paying attention, and doing all of this so you can feel confident, calm, and peaceful in your own life journey. Did you stay tuned to learn a little bit more about me? Okay, how about something personal? Born and raised, and I've lived my whole life in Southern California. I'm actually adopted. I had two wonderful, wonderful parents. They're both in heaven now. And actually at Christmas time in 2017, I found my birth mother 
and I also have two full sibling sisters. I'm now the middle sister. I have an older sister and a younger sister. Pretty incredible, right? And we're still getting to know each other. I have five kids I love that I call my own. I gave birth to four. One of them weighed 13 pounds. Yep, that was pretty incredible. I have two granddaughters and one grandson. All right. And I hope you are taking the very best care of yourself today. Love, light, and grace to you.